So this morning's scripture reading comes from Exodus chapters 6 and 7. So the Lord said to Moses, Go in, tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to let the people of Israel go out of his land. But Moses said to the Lord, Behold, the people of Israel have not listened to me. How then shall Pharaoh listen to me? For I am of uncircumcised lips. But the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them a charge about the people of Israel and about Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt. On the day when the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, the Lord said to Moses, I am the Lord. Tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, all that I say to you. But Moses said to the Lord, Behold, I am of uncircumcised lips. How will Pharaoh listen to me? And the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron shall be your prophet. You shall speak all that I command to you, and your brother Aaron shall tell Pharaoh to let the people of Israel go out of his land. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and though I multiply my signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, Pharaoh will not listen to you. Then I will lay my hand on Egypt and bring my host, my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great acts of judgment. The Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand against Egypt and bring out the people of Israel from among them. Moses and Aaron did so. They did just as the Lord commanded them. Now Moses was 80 years old, and Aaron 83 years old, when they spoke to Pharaoh. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, When Pharaoh says to you, Prove yourselves by working a miracle, then you shall say to Aaron, Take your staff, and cast it down before Pharaoh, that it may become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did just as the Lord commanded. Aaron cast down his staff before Pharaoh and his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh summoned the wise men and the sorcerers, and they, the magicians of Egypt, also did the same by their secret arts. For each man cast down his staff, and they became serpents. But Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Still, Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he would not listen to them, as the Lord had said. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray as we turn to this word. Father, we do ask you to give us eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to understand, and wills to obey that we might see Jesus high and lifted up. In his name we pray, amen. Well, we're making our way through the book of Exodus, and providentially we find ourselves in this passage where God is sending leaders to his people, providing the gift of leaders for his people. And today we've been privileged to hear from leaders in God's kingdom through uh, the work of Mama Georgette, uh, through the work of Mobile Loaves and Fishes, and we will, in just a minute, participate 
in ordaining and commissioning leaders for this church as well. And so I want us just to very briefly, uh, I know you may be a little nervous. Man, this is a a long service with lots of moving parts. Uh, Trust me, it's going to be a brief reflection on leadership in the church and God providing leaders for his people. And we want to look at two things uh, very briefly. First, the need for leaders, and then second, the gift of leaders. The need for leaders and the gift of leaders. And the need for leaders uh, is real simple. We, we live in a world that is complex. We live in a world that is dark in many ways. Uh, we live in a world where we look out and we say, I wish things would be different. And as we long and hope and pray that things would be different, God's way of working in the world is always to raise up leaders to send out into the world and be part of the change. People like Mama Georgette, people like Kevin, who see a need in the world and say, God, what are you going to do about it? And God says, I'm going to send you to address it. We see this in our text through Moses and Aaron, that as the people of Israel find themselves enslaved to Pharaoh, and as God is saying, I'm going to rescue my people, he's saying, I'm going to do it through you, Moses. I'm going to do it through you, Aaron. And so there's a need for leaders in the church. There's a need for leaders among the people of God, the kingdom of God. And leadership in the church is different than any other society, civilization, organization. Leadership in the church is ultimately about spiritual warfare. It's ultimately about a clash between kingdoms, God's kingdom or other kingdoms on the earth. And we see this in our text this morning, and we'll continue to see it over and over again as we read the Exodus story, that God raises up leaders, not so that they might know that Moses is a great speaker, or Aaron is mighty and powerful, but that they might know that God is the Lord. That's a need for leaders in the world, to embody the grace of God, the love of God, the kindness of God, that our world might know that God is the Lord. So God raises up leaders for his people, sends them out to push against the darkness, to go into the places of pain and brokenness, that the world might know that God is the Lord. And we see this over and over again throughout the pages of Scripture. God raising up people, sending them out into his world, and saying, this is a message that I'm sending with you. Tell the people that I'm God. Tell the people that I'm the Lord. Tell the people that they need to revolve their lives around me. So leadership in the church is not ultimately about economic uh, provision, relational provision, um, emotional uh, provision. Leadership in the church is ultimately about spiritual provision, that God provides the grace needed to push against the darkness in our world. And we see this ultimately and eventually and fully in God sending the best and the purest and the most uh, highest leader for his people. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus came into the world, he didn't come to feed bellies, ultimately and uh, fully. He didn't come to provide uh, economic uh, Things for them. What Jesus came to do was to bring salvation, to embody the kingdom of God in all of its fullness, 
which included feeding the poor, which included providing for others. But Jesus came to embody the life of God as a leader in God's world that showed us what a true leader really looked like. Somebody who was selfless, somebody who was life-giving, somebody who ultimately and eventually laid down their lives for the people. And as God is calling Moses and Aaron to embody this story, that's what he's ultimately entrusting to them. Moses and Aaron, you're going to have to lay down your lives for the sake of the people. And as we think about leadership in the life of this particular community, we need pastors, we need elders, we need deacons, we need deaconesses, we need others who are willing and able to lay down their lives for the sheep, to live sacrificial lives for this community. We need leaders who embody the grace that they've received. Well, how are they going to do that? Well, there's really only one way, and that's if we understand the gift of leadership. And the gift of leadership really revolves around this idea that God is the great gift giver who always gives gifts to his people. And when leaders realize that every good and perfect gift comes from God, especially the gift of salvation, And when leaders drink deeply of that gift, that God is the one who saves, that God is the one who's acting, that God is the one who is with me as I'm seeking to go out and push against the darkness in the world, that that's what ultimately begins to change and transform our world. God always gives gifts to his people, the gift of Moses, the gift of Aaron. And normally what happens when God is raising up gift givers for his people, those that are being called to go out into the world and push against the darkness say, I don't want to do it. I don't want to go. We see this in our text with Moses. He says, Lord, not me. I've got stammering lips. Uh, I don't know how to speak very well. Pharaoh, he's very eloquent. Pharaoh, he knows exactly what to say. Pharaoh, he's got a whole host of armies behind him. And when Pharaoh starts to talk, what in the world am I supposed to say? And over and over again, when leaders in God's community say, I don't want to go, I don't want to do this, God tells them, I will be with you. I will give you the strength. I will give you the encouragement. I will give you the grace to do what's being entrusted to you. And we see this ultimately through Jesus, that Jesus is the one who gives gifts to his people. Jesus has given his very own life as a gift, and he continues to give his life for the sake of the world through the Spirit and through the church, that when Jesus ascended up into heaven, the scripture says that he gave gifts to men. And he's given us the Holy Spirit that we might live for his kingdom and for his grace. And he gives us the tools to push against the darkness in our world. The tools of forgiveness. The tools of kindness. The tools of patience. The tools of gentleness and joy and self-sacrifice. Self-giving and self-control. And so as we think about leadership in the church... 
We need missionaries. We need leaders. We need elders. We need deacons. We need a new pastor who will come and lead us as those who have received the grace of God and help to send us out into God's world to embody the life that we have received. So as we lay hands on these elders and deacons this morning, as we install them and commission them to their work, what we're really asking of them is that they would be like Moses and Aaron for us, that we would not see them so much as we would see God through them. We would see God's grace and God's goodness and God's mercy and God's faithfulness through them and that they would lead us a little bit closer to God. Because as we make our way through the Exodus story, we're going to learn it's not about Moses. It's not about Aaron. It's about God. God raises up these leaders, sends them out into his world, not so that we would remember their names, but so that we would remember that God is the Lord and that he is mighty to act. He is mighty to save on behalf of his people. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you that you raise up leaders for your church and that you have raised up people like Moses, people like Aaron, people like Jesus, people like Mama Georgette and Brookie and Kevin and Gary, people like us that you're using to send out into this city and through us to other places in your world. Lord, for this we need your grace, for this we need your help. And Father, as we prepare to install and commission these elders and deacons this morning, we pray that you would give them your grace, that you would give them your strength, that you would nourish them for the tasks that you have entrusted to them, and that they would lead us well as they draw closer to you, might we draw closer to you through them as well. For Christ's sake we pray.